0: Welcome on in to the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today is November 11th. It is Veterans Day. I just want to take a quick moment to thank all of our veterans, those that have fought or are currently fighting uh, to keep our country safe and uh, to keep the, uh, the freedoms that we enjoy in this country. So today's episode is a continuation of uh, the offseason previews for all 30 teams Today's team is the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, as we know, uh, were the Eastern Conference champions this last year. Made it to the finals. Had some troubles with injuries. And also just not quite enough talent on that team yet um, to end up beating the Lakers. Um, but still just a great season for the Heat. Um, it's nice to see after after the Big 3 era, um, to see them get back to being a a contending team as quickly as they have um you know you look at a team like the Bulls after Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman left they still have not ever really been a contender they had a few years there with Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah, um and that group where they were competitive but never actually made it to the final so um you know i think the the heat are really well run. they have a good coach, they have a good g m they have a good owner um, and I think the you know the future is bright for this team, but also currently they can be continue to be a very good team uh here going forward um, so as far as the salary cap goes, as we know now the salary cap is hundred and nine million. The Miami Heat are currently $26 million under it, but they do have a lot of their own free agents um, to either make or either decide to sign back or, you know, sign other free agents that are available right now. Um, One of the the, uh, people that they're still paying is Ryan Anderson. Um, They'll be paying him $5 million this year and I believe next year also after stretching his contract. Um, you know that's one of the things with stretching contracts is it can be a really useful tool. It can help clear up a lot of space, but it also lingers on your, on your cap sheet um, to where you're paying you know five million of your salaries going to somebody that's not even in the league anymore. Um, the biggest contracts on this team, you have Jimmy Butler who has three years 77 million left. Andrea Godala has two years, thirty million left. Kelly Olenek has one year, twelve, and Bama DeBio has one year, five. Now that's not a huge contract, but I just bring that up um, because just like uh, John Collins, who I talked about when I was uh, in the last episode with the Heat, uh, the you know, or with the Hawks, uh, Adebayo is going to need to be signed to an extension here relatively soon. So any space that they have going forward with the cap. Um, you have to account for uh, Bama DeBio getting a new contract here in the in the really near future. Um, the top players on this team, you have Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy is one of the best two-way players in this league. You know, really good offensive player, not quite to great or elite level, but a really good offensive player. One of those guys that you can throw the ball down to in the post and he can you know he can figure it out get himself a good mid-range shot um, create room has a very similar offensive game to a guy like Kawhi Leonard just again not quite at the elite level that Kawhi Leonard is on the offensive end and then on the defensive end tons of versatility you know being 6'8 240 pounds he can guard basically all five positions He's long. He's get. He's lost a little bit of speed um, and quickness, but can still keep up with you know ninety percent of the league. Uh, next is Bam Adebayo, who, I, like I said, is on the last year of his rookie contract. Um, you know, Bam is is kind of the future of what teams see the center being. Uh, you know, he's 6'9, about 250, super athletic, long. Um, and then on the offensive end, he can he can handle the ball a little bit, can pass, can shoot. Um, I think eventually we'll see him stretch it out to the three-point line. Can also be a pick and roll threat, getting to the basket. Now, none of the center skills that he has, whether it be rolling to the basket, rebounding, blocking shots, um, setting screens, any of that type of stuff. None of those on their own are elite, but he's so good at all those different skills that they add up to a very, very good center. Um, When I do my, uh, my rankings this year, he'll probably end up in the top five of the centers, maybe, you know, top seven. I, I haven't, you know, again, I haven't done it yet, but he's definitely moved himself up this season. Um, Next is Goran Dragic, who's one of their free agents this upcoming season. Now, uh, Goran started off the year on the bench kind of as My- Miami's six-man. Um, has a lot of experience in the league. You know, uh, just a feisty competitor. And he's really hard to stop um, just because of all the little tricks that he's learned over, over his time, you know, the guys that play over in Europe end up being a little bit more crafty and uh, fundamentally sound than the American players anyway. But they do have to re-sign him this offseason. He will be a free agent. Now, I kind of think he'll be uh, on a one-year deal. I don't think they'll sign him for long-term because he is. I think he's 32 now and they're looking to save up their cap space for next year when, uh, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, guys like that could possibly be on the free agent market. Um, next is Tyler hero. Tyler hero was their, their, uh, first round pick this last year. He's going to be 20 this next season. Um, Just a a great shooter has a great skill set for putting the ball in the basket. I think with time he'll get even more efficient. Um, He's always going to be a struggle on the defensive end, but at least he's six five and he's not you know like Steph Curry being six two, where his height can help make up for quite a bit of his mistakes on the defensive end. But again, he'll never be a great defender. Uh, may never even be a good defender probably just hopefully get him to the point where he's not hurting your team on the defensive end uh, but on the offensive end he has really all the makings of being a superstar on that side of the ball next is duncan robinson who is a good a really nice surprise for the heat this last year for the nba and in, in total um you know he wasn't really on an nba team this la the year before um Played in the G League. The Heat took a chance on him and Kendrick Nunn. Um, And Duncan Robinson has come on it and shown that he can immediately be one of the best three point shooters in the league. Um, Can really knock it down from anywhere. Can pull up with it. Can catch it off moving off of the screen. Um, You know, just a static uh, uh, catch and shoot. Really just amazing three point shooter. And then finally is Jay Crowder, who's also a free agent this year, like Goran Drogic. um, I think he really liked his time in Miami. He played well for them. And I would be surprised if he decided to go elsewhere. um, Because he has a chance to contend and he has a chance to start with this team. Or at least play big minutes off the bench. Um, So the biggest strengths for this team, this Miami Heat team, is their defensive versatility. Um, like I said, Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler really can guard many positions. Um, Jake Crowder can guard quite a few different guys. Andre Iguodala come off the bench. He's an amazing defender. Um, if they decide to bring Solomon Hill back, he's a very good defender. You know, this, this team, they have the ability to switch. They have the ability to run zone, run man to man. Um, you know, run different types of zones. They they're a really interesting team on the defensive end. Next is that they have, you know, they have a really smart coach. And I've talked about this before. Your guys like Quinn Snyder, Brad Stevens, um, Nick Nurse, and uh, with the Heat, it's Eric Spolstra. These really smart coaches. I I really hoping that they're the future of the league. These guys that you know uh, can just. Totally turned the NBA on its head. Um, you know, the NBA has really uh, evolved in the last, you know, even just the last 10 years, to where it is just so much spacing, so many different defensive uh, uh, alignments and strategies. And you know, Eric Spolster is one of the guys that's on the forefront of that, just being ahead of the curve. You know, trying a lot of different things and using the versatility that his team has to his advantage. Um, next is is the fact that they have plenty of shooting. Um, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are amazing shooters. Gordon Jargic can shoot. Jimmy Butler doesn't shoot threes but is insanely efficient from the mid-range. Um, Kelly Olenek coming off the bench at the center is a good shooter. And... You know, you can never have enough shooting. I'm not saying that they don't need to add more. But just having as much as they do is a huge advantage to uh, to them going forward. And then finally is their cap flexibility. Even though they do have Jimmy on a max, um, they're going to need to sign BAM to a, a big extension here. They have a lot of guys that are on rookie deals or, you know, Sam Hickey special type deals where... Uh, you know, you sign them for like three years, and it's more just a, hey, we're giving you a shot. Sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. But, uh, yeah, they have a lot of flexibility going forward. You know, if, if they totally strike out next summer going after Giannis and, and uh, Kawhi, Paul George, all those guys, they still have the ability to move things around and still be a very competitive team just maybe not the overwhelming favorite like they would be if they added uh, Giannis to this uh, to this roster now some of their their weaknesses that they have on this team is that they they really don't have much youth Um, you know uh, Tyler Hero and Bam are really good going forward but you know Duncan Robinson's going to be 27 this year next year Kendrick Nunn's going to be 26 um Casey Akpala, who they drafted in the second round last year, really hasn't shown much yet. Um, You know, so I'd say they have some promising guys, but they don't really have many people in the pipeline um, that they're developing that um, as Jimmy Butler gets older, um, you know, these guys can step in for him. Uh, next is the fact that they don't have many draft picks. Along with going, going with the fact that they don't have that many young guys, they've traded away a lot of their draft picks, so they don't really have uh, many mechanisms to bring in young players to, uh, to start building up that pipeline. Um, and I'd say that the, the, their last biggest weakness that they have is uh, secondary rim protection. Um, this is something that David Locke has talked about that the jazz need to work on as well is it's awesome to have this great, uh, center that can protect the rim like Bama DeBio does, like Rudy Gobert does for the jazz, but you want to have that guy to where when your main guy gets pulled away a little bit, you're not, um, totally sacrificing everything at the rim. When Rudy Gobert or Bam Adebayo gets pulled all the way out to the three-point line, their teams have a really hard time protecting the rim with them not standing right there. Um, and so both of those teams need to, to figure that out. Um, the free agents this team has going forward, I, I've already talked about a few of these guys, but you have Goran Dragic, you have Solomon Hill, you have Myers Leonard, Jake Crowder, Udonis Haslam and Derek Jones Jr. Now, Derek Jones Jr. is a really intriguing guy that I'd really like to see with the Jazz. You know, he's long, you know, he's about 6'6", 6'7", somewhere around there. Long body, just an insane athlete. Maybe the best athlete in the league. Um, just insane hops, he's really quick. Um, he's strong, even though he's only about 200 pounds. Um, and he's still pretty young. I mean, he's going to be 24 this next season. So I don't know what the Heat have planned with him, if they plan to resign him, or if he's one of the guys that they have to kind of sacrifice to keep their cap flexibility for next summer. Um, Udonis Haslam, I really think that the guy should just retire at this point. This last year, he hardly ever played for the, for the Heat. He was mostly around just to be a good locker room guy. And I, I think if you're the Heat, I'd rather just take a chance on like an undrafted guy and see if they can develop rather than having a guy that's 40 that's just going to keep getting worse um, just for having him in the locker room. I mean, having him in the locker room is valuable. But I think since he doesn't play, that, that space could be used, um, used better. Um, Jay Crowder... And Goran Dragic, I really think the Heat will bring them back. I would, I would bring back Solomon Hill if I was them. Uh, just to have more versatility on that defensive end. Myers Leonard, um, if he wants to come back on a minimum contract, he wouldn't be a bad option to bring back as a, you know, a third center, um, a guy that can play next to Bam Adebayo a little bit. Uh, but I wouldn't be, you know, super worried about bringing him back if I'm the Heat. Now heading into the draft, the Heat have the 20th pick, um, and if I'm them, I'm looking for for more point guard depth. Um, if Goran Dragic leaves, all you really have is Kendrick Nunn, which Kendrick Nunn is is a decent you know point guard, but I would I would be looking for more depth. Now the guy that really makes sense to me that fits kind of that Heat culture, um, he has the Heat body to him. Uh, is Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. You know, he's 6'3". He's more of a combo guard type guy. Um, decent scorer, but he's a really feisty defender. Gets after it on that end. He's got long arms. Um, he's quick. I think he'd be a really good fit. Um, if he's not there, I'd also look at uh, guys like Cole Anthony and Kier Lewis Jr. If they're still available at that point um which they may not be. All three of those guys may be taken before we get to the heat at 20. Um next is Tyrell Terry out of out of Stanford. Now he is a completely different uh guard to a guy like Tyrese Maxey. Tyrell Terry's maybe 62. I mean, maybe um like 160 pounds, but he can shoot shoot the lights out. Um you know, has a really similar game to a guy like Trey Young. Um, or like a Seth Curry, he could be intriguing um, just to, you know, if you run him, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson all at the same time, your defense would be horrible, but you would have so much spacing. Um, Theo Maladon out of France could be an option, but he's more of a project, more of a guy that you'd keep over in Europe for a couple years um, to let him develop some more. Uh, Nico Mannion is, would also be more of a project, but he could be available. Uh, Trey Jones and Malachi Flynn. I think 20 would be a little early for those guys, but they, they could also be options there. Um, same with Cassius Winston. I think you could get him in like the mid second round. Um, so I wouldn't be taking him at 20. Now the last guy that really intrigues me, um, and this is a guy that I would like to see the jazz take too. Um, but I think could be a really cool fit with the heat is Jameis Ramsey out of, uh, Texas tech. You know, he's about six, four, a little over 200 pounds. Um, reminds me a ton of, uh, of Marcus smart. Now he doesn't have quite the same build as Marcus smart. Uh, but that super hyperactive defender strong can defend four positions. Um, On the offensive end, he's a little bit of a gunner, so you'd have to really find out uh, the role for him to play. But I think he could be a really interesting fit for the Miami Heat. Um, But with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Again, happy Veterans Day. Thank you to those that, that serve and have served this country. And have a great day. Bye.